Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today, this is going to be, we're going to basically, we're wrapping up the 2020 uh, fantasy football season today, I would say, with our final episode for a little bit here. We're doing our awards show for today. We got a few different categories we're going to go through before, uh, so we can wrap up this season. We'll take a, take a little bit of a break for a month, a month, two. We'll be back by at least, worst case scenario, first week of March, we'll be back for sure. But we'll take a little bit of a break. Um, just, uh, you know, it's off season. We'll still get the NFL playoffs, but it's off season for fantasy. So not much to talk about, except I will say it's off season for fantasy, except Sunday night, Sunday night, Jeff dynasty startup draft it's dynasty startup draft we had a great response to it like we filled that thing up in no time which was awesome we didn't open it up to anybody else it was just people listeners of the show who were listening to fantasy football podcast in week 17 which is ridiculous but hey we're a little crazy so uh, Sunday night we got that uh, dynasty startup draft if you didn't get a spot just you know keep listening because I'm sure we'll have more league openings for different things in the in the spring and summertime so we'll definitely get you in on a league if you haven't but I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how this dynasty goes so if you're listening to this and you're not part of it go check us on instagram instagram.com slash fancy football profit because i'll post results from me and jeff's drafts for this thing i'll post it probably monday or tuesday next week you see how we did but here we go award time jeff we got a few different categories here so let's just start let's start off with the main the, the main attraction right away mvp I think I know where you're going with this, but we'll see if I'm see if it's it is where I'm thinking. Who's your MVP for this year? Yeah, so in my mind, and maybe you could steer me in a different direction, but really I thought there were four guys that if you said any one of them, you can make a really good point for. The guy that I chose to go with is gonna be Elvin Camaro. So first of all, you know, there's a lot of good things about him, but I think the the largest thing that I would point to is is two things really. He was consistent all year, so if you had him on your team, he was going to put up points. He only had one game that was less than double digits, which is wonderful. And then on top of all that, with the other three guys that I was looking at, he also won you a championship if you had him because in week 16, when it's usually you know the final game or, or second to final game. If, if you play into week 17, for some reason, he scored 53 in standard. So right there, that's where I'm kind of like, okay, he was already in the running. He was in the top four. And then you drop a bomb like that when, when you really need it. Um, he won a ton of championships. So I was saying, I have to give it to Alvin Kamara. He was the MVP for me this year. If you look at like, it depends on the scoring system too. In PPR, he was definitely the top score on the late year. Um, then at the end of the year, he just ends up crushing it for you. And so your other candidates would have been Derrick Henry, yep. Dalvin Cook, yep, and one more. Are you going to guess this one? I don't know. Who's your Who's your next one? Uh, Travis Kelsey is in the discussion. Interesting. For me. I was curious who you're going with there. Is um? Did, did you pick Travis I Kelsey? I did not. I, okay. went, I went. I went off the board here, Jeff. Did you really? Okay. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll say this about Travis Kelsey because he's not going to get enough love, but. Uh, the amount of the amount of points he scored over every other tight end. I think I think Darren Waller was the only one that came within I think he was still 60 points behind, and that was the closest guy. And then there was a huge fall off behind him. So he gave you a huge uh, you know, advantage when you're playing from week to week. 
the other, I mean, there's three running backs, the three that you named, put up a lot more points than him, right? Yep. But at the same time, it you and it's a tough one because if you have one of those three guys, I would definitely pick them before Travis Kelsey in like a draft if I had to do it all over again. But Travis Kelsey, if I got him, you could make uh, you know a workaround. And um, I don't know, he's not gonna get enough love, but in a in a time when tight end was very difficult to predict or or anything he was the only sure thing really and even like i said uh, i mean it's crazy to think that darren waller had a very good season and he was still 60 points behind him everyone after that wasn't even you know anywhere near him so and my little thing for travis kelsey he needs a little love so i went with Devonte adams is my pick these numbers right here in standard scoring his average point per game 17.4 uh, second place was Tyreek Hill, 16.1. So he's, in standard scoring, he's 1.3 points per game ahead of the next player. And he still, he became the number one wide receiver on the year with missing two games, which is pretty impressive. In half point PPR, he was 2.5 points per game higher than second place. And if you go to PPR, he was 3.7 point or 4 point, is it? Three, no, 3.7 points per game higher. He was just, you know, every every scoring system – Full, you know, standard half PPR. He was so much better than second. I mean, if you, you can go even beyond that, once you go to third place, he's just way ahead of him. In this, he ends up with 115 catches, 1,300 yards, 18 touchdowns, 18 touchdowns, and he missed two games. It's to me that was just a ridiculous season, and I so I want to go off the board a little bit. Go Devonte Adams for my MVP pick, which a lot of people like to go the running backs, which that good that I'm gonna Devonte Adams is my MVP. Yeah, I get it. I mean, kind of have it, you know, when you say 18 touchdowns. Yeah, 18. <laughs> yeah, all the other stuff, I mean, it, it's very true. He had a tremendous year. I had a hard time going with a wide receiver this year necessarily, but if you're going to go for one, he would definitely be it. I, it's hard to argue with that as well. Yep. All right. Category number two, bust of the year. Uh, don't like this award ever, so – who are you going with, Jeff? Yeah, prepare for the hate. I, I First of all, I will clarify, which we never get to do on Instagram, so we're about to get sure. a lot of hate. Oh, I can't um, wait. <laughs> so I, I will say there was a lot of players that you could put on here. I did not do anyone that missed significant time uh, from injury because it, it just doesn't seem like a fair way to go about it, right? I'm not going to throw Saquon yes. or McCaffrey under the bus, anything like that. Yep. And a couple other names that would have popped up, like a Michael Thomas. Yeah. Uh, I didn't put him in the running, even though, you know, that's a whole weird situation. So you taking all that away, the guy that I think is the bust of the year is uh, a guy that still finished in, depending on how you did your points, he might've still been in the top 10, <laughs> but I, I think that Zeke is the bust of the year for me. The thing about that is in a year of all these injuries, I mean, a lot of the top running backs, Oh, we're hurt. We're out of it. He barely, maybe he squeaks in the top 10. He wasn't anywhere near where he should have been. He played an entire year. Practically. I think he missed maybe one or two games and yeah, he, he had like a few decent games and the loss of Dak definitely did affect him, but I also, and it's not all his fault, but it shouldn't have, he was getting plenty of cares. He was getting plenty of opportunities and he just wasn't turning it into what Zeke usually does. And that's why I think that, he would even if you drafted him, you drafted him to be a a top top guy, a top five running back at least. 
And when all is said and done, I think even he would look at this year and say, man, this was a waste for, for Dallas and, and for me, because it just, I didn't live up to the high standards that I should have. And that was without injuries and, and anything really holding him back. I mean, yeah, Dak got hurt, but you're the running back. You should still, be able, yeah. still be able to gain yards and get into the end zone, which he, he really wasn't able to do. And you saw it, especially in the second half of the year when they started losing, I'm not going to put it all on that, but it, it does feel like, you know, a certain level of excitement for the game did go out the window. I'm not saying he's a quitter or anything like that. He's tremendous, but uh, I expect a lot more of him. So Zeke would be my big bust. He ended up yeah, as number 11 in standard this year. Um, only five points ahead of Melvin Gordon, who you wouldn't think did anything, right? Melvin Gordon didn't feel like he did anything. So he, and, and Melvin Gordon, how many games did he play? He played 15, same amount as Zeke. That is actually pretty impressive. That, that Melvin Gordon got 15. I thought he missed more. All right. Um, so my bus was Zeke too. Oh, okay. It's just, yeah, he did. He might've finished 11th, but that's just not where he should have been. I mean, if you look at it, the guys that were drafted ahead of him, the only two that were drafted ahead of him were Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley. So if you look at it, he was the number one out of players that made it through the year. He was the number one drafted running back and he finishes 11th. And that's, yeah, that's 11th with the injuries. That's without Saquon up there. That's without McCaffrey up there. I mean, there's other guys, you know, they would have been up there if they played full seasons. Yeah, it just it was just a bad year. I mean, Dak did play a part of that, yes, but you know, it, it Tony Pollard looked better than him at at times. And you know, it's just it's just a bad he if you drafted Zeke, you got a full season out of him, yet you were disappointed and you couldn't move on from him. That's what makes it worse than an injury injured player, is at least you had other options and you tried to make moves. With Zeke, you just kept sticking him in the lineup and hoping for the best. And then he can't even score from the one-yard line on three straight plays. So, yeah, Zeke. Zeke is my my pick for that one. So, let's go to the next category here, Jeff. Breakout player of the year. Who, who are you going with for breakout player of the year? For my breakout, um, I'm very happy about this one. <laughs> a little bit of a pat in the back, but I, I went with Justin Jefferson. He was a, a top 10 guy. I think he finished... Uh, let me pull it up here just to see. And I did look uh, one through week 16. I wasn't including 17 in this, but uh, he finished the seventh best wide receiver this year in half PPR. Um, I mean, what did he end up with? I think it was, he ended up with 1,400 yards and seven touchdowns as Crazy. a rookie. Yep. Taking over for Stefan Diggs, we know how well he did. Um I mean, there's not enough I can say about the guy. You also have Adam Thielen. You have Delvin Cook. You had other mouths to, uh, you know, they had other mouths to feed. And he not only did what I thought he could do was, you know, really show off the kind of overall skill set that he really does, that he showed off at LSU. But he was able to establish himself as possibly the number one wide receiver on that team. And Thielen is not gone, anything of that nature, but uh, Justin Jefferson is a red zone threat. He can catch the deep ball. Uh, him and Cousins really got it going this year. And it could have easily went the other way because even with Thielen and Diggs, I never felt that Diggs got as much love as Thielen. And this year, just with one season playing together, I did feel like Jefferson and Thielen were on even footing. So I would say he is the the breakout player for me. Yeah, you were pretty spot on on this one. It, like Jefferson would come into the Diggs role and play the Diggs role. And it happened even in, in a better way almost than Diggs was with Minnesota. So it, it worked out great. Jefferson, what, number six, I think, on the year? 
Um, I think he's going to be six in standard and, and Thielen seven, of course. <laughs> you can't get away with Minnesota receivers. You just can't. Well, it's always so funny, too, when you rank them and you're like, yeah. uh, you know, week to week, yeah. obviously, no yeah. one was doing this early on, but you, you couldn't ever get away from them. And they were like, well, who's going to be better? And you're like, ah, <laughs> like, you don't know, no. you know what I mean? if, if we're guessing, they're going to be yep. about the same. All right. So my breakout player, I went with uh, another wide receiver. I went with DK Metcalf, who ends up as the number five. So it's funny, actually, when I was putting this together, and it's like DK doesn't even, he didn't actually like, jump off the page at me as the pick be, only because it feels like we already knew he was good, but he finished as in his rookie year last year, he finished as the number 30 wide receiver. And this year he finishes the number five. I mean, we picked him in our preseason list for breakout player. It's just that like, it happened. So it just happened like we thought it would. So it, it felt like I was putting this together. I'm like, who, who's my breakout? And I look like, Oh, of course, I guess it is DK Metcalf, even though it didn't feel like it, it felt weird, but yeah, he's a clear breakout player went from 30 to number five and I think he's only going to get better from here and this I mean think of what would have happened if that if the Seattle offense didn't like just I don't know what happened the last few weeks of the season DK would have I mean definitely would have probably been number three Diggs passed him because of some massive games at the end and then Ridley passed him DK should have should have ended up as the number three receiver but still top five went from 30 to fifth yeah it's DK is going to be a top five, top 10 wide receiver now in fantasy for years to come. You pencil him in there, you know, going forward. Yeah. I think that one's interesting too, because you're absolutely right. When you, when you talk about it, uh, I think we had already kind of crowned him that like halfway through the season. We had like a moment where we're like, well, we knew he was really good. Like we're big, big supporters, but we didn't even know it was going to be like this. Like he was the number one wide receiver at one point. He had like a massive game catching balls over people and just really showing off you know, the, just the freak athlete that he is. So I think it's funny to like, look at it and be like, number five almost seems like a disappointment right. because well, it, he fell off at the end of yeah, the year. Yeah. Cause the end of the year, the whole Seattle offense, it just get it leaves that mark. We're like, Oh, it didn't feel as good, but yeah, he still was that yeah. guy. Oh no. Know? He's, I mean, he's still incredibly, I mean, he was, he was incredibly impressive. Yep. So yep. that is a great one too. All right. Next category. we got two more here. Next category, biggest surprise of the season. So who, who would you go with for your biggest surprise? I mean, you could go, usually we, we look at, you know, a player who was good that we didn't expect, but you could also go the other way. But I think we probably went with a guy we didn't expect to be good that was. Yeah, I, I definitely went that way because yep. 2020 already has yep. too much negativity. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I, I went with James Robinson. This was by far the the only one I could think of. Like He, he was the first one, I should say, that I thought of when we, we said, hey, who is the biggest surprise? James Robinson. He was the fourth, and once again, I'm looking at half PPR weeks one through 16, so let me know if it's different after you uh, put 17 in there. But he was the fourth best running back after the three guys that I I thought should have been in MVP contention. And yes, he was uh, like 50 points behind all of them, (laughs) but at the same time, he was consistent. He got out there. He was the only one that got carries. Uh, Week in, week out, you know, we lamented not going for him harder uh, you know, as far as the waiver wire, because yep. we knew he was going to be out there, we knew, but no one expected this. You know, it was kind of like, oh, I missed out on him. Man, he would have been great to have for a few weeks. I didn't know that he was going to be the only guy to ever touch the ball in Jacksonville. It was so, crazy. Yep. Yeah, good for him, man. I'm, I'm rooting for him. Um, but yeah, James James Robinson by far. Yeah, if you go, go up to 17, because he didn't play 17, so he couldn't get any more stats. He ended okay. up as number seven. But so he'll look at he'll be number seven on the list, but really he is number four because then David Montgomery passed him at the end because of Montgomery. David Montgomery became number four running back for the year. That's unreal. Jonathan Taylor ended up number six. 
I know. Go and isn't that funny to yeah. look at the the end because one game can really skew it. Like yeah. there's no doubt about it. But it is weird to look at the end of the year and see where everyone was at because, like, remember it wasn't that long ago when ourselves included, but everyone was asking what happened to Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Should I jump ship? He was a bust. And it, you know it was like three games, and you're kind of like, yeah, it's something yeah. to definitely worry about, I guess, because other people are doing well there, but. Yeah. And then, he does this. So right. could have easily been the breakout player as well. <laughs> and we, and people are trying to write him off. So um, I went with uh, James Robinson. It, it, there's no other, there's no other player yeah. for this. It's James Robinson all day. I mean, we didn't even know this guy's name when we were doing early rankings. He, he didn't, he didn't get on anybody's radar until they released Fournette. And even at that point you were, people were talking about like divine a Zigbo or whatever. And, yeah. Um, shoot, who was the other guy? I can't remember the guy who got COVID. Well, I'm just losing my mind. I was going to say, I think James Robinson was the third guy people were he talking was, I, about. I, like, I, no I, one knew who, who was actually going to take the reins of that. And and Azigbo is the one that I kept hearing about. And I was kind of like, I have no idea what was happening in the backfield. That team is going to suck. <laughs> and James right. Robinson, though, he made it happen. Yeah, I can't even I can't even remember who the other guy was now. That's how much this changes in uh, football. He ended up out for the year with um, – um, with COVID. Wow. I, I got to look this name up because it's going to bother me. And I, once I hear it, I'll be like, oh, Raquel Armstead, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he was supposed to be the guy and he gets COVID and it throws a wrench into everything. And James Robinson took it and ran with it and played really well. So he's my pick as well. So final category. So this is our who, the 2020 breakout player or, you know, guy maybe we didn't ex- who had a good season that you don't believe in for 2021 so who are you going with for this one after i talked all this good stuff about i'm about to crap on him so uh biggest surprise james robinson i really am rooting for him but i also do not believe in him next year so i'm with you i'm my pick as well this, yeah why do we have to do this next to each other i was like <laughs> oh good for you good for you you're gonna suck and <laughs> we we might be wrong i know there's I'm, gonna be I'm some hoping. pushback we really, I'm, I'm we really I'm, might be. Truly, I truly am hoping I'm wrong. I just, that team is going to change so drastically. You're probably going to have other running backs, yeah. like you said, that, you know, Armstead I just gone with, with COVID. There's too much that's going to be changing. He was very good for what he was able to do, but he was also the only one that touched the ball. Like, I'm asking him a lot to repeat the kind of numbers. I'm telling you, I just get these, like, the, the Alex Collins vibes, the, you know, that kind of, the other players, these one-year wonder players. I mean, he doesn't play like Peyton Hillis, but, you know, you get that where Peyton Hillis was good for a year. And then, like, they tried it the next year, it didn't work. Alex Collins tried it the next year, it doesn't work. Um, maybe he goes the route more of Alfred Morris and he gets you a couple years. Maybe that's maybe where he'll end up falling. He yeah. could go that way, where he, another out-of-nowhere, like, undrafted player – basically who has a great season you know he's not really he's more, he's more on the average side of running backs but he just gets the opportunity like alfred morris did for a couple seasons before he, it went away but yeah he kind of reminds me of uh, a trent richardson really where it all the opportunity and yeah. yeah the exactly you have all the opportunity the only guy in town and it, and because he and but trent richardson came out of college hyped right yeah. so that is why you get a couple years and they trade him and then he couldn't do anything for any other team he was traded to I kind of feel like that might be, you know, I, I, I still, he's just not going to be a top 10 back. I don't want to like, yeah. he shouldn't be on a team. That's not the case, but he, he really did get every, I would love to, I, I really should bring that up. Like to see how many other people rush the ball. <laughs> it would be a ridiculous number. It's um, not many. Yeah. So, and that is the thing. Like if you just add one more running back into that backfield, 
it's going to completely change the amount of opportunity, the amount of carries he gets. It's going to change it a lot. And you're going to throw Trevor Lawrence in there. It's going to be a different, different. Oh, yeah, role, different and, yeah exactly. You know that's going to happen. And so you're, hopefully those those wide receivers will be on their way up then. Uh, the carries is here. Yeah, James Robinson at 240. Then you had Minshew at 29. Those don't count. Um, no, he was not number two, was he? Yeah. No, no, no. Number two, He was number three. Number two was, I don't even want, I can't even say that guy's name. Oga Bolawali or whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> he had 32 carries. Chanel, 32. 32. Um, Chenault had 18 carries, a wide receiver. And then the, the next running back was Chris Thompson with seven. So only yeah. only one of the running back had double-digit carries, and it was 32 carries. I mean, so, that's that mind-blowing. Yeah, that just doesn't happen. Zigbo had one carry. He ended up getting one carry on the year. Oh. But, <laughs> I'm glad they brought his name up. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, yeah. I just I can't find a scenario where I'm drafting him next year. I, I there's just not there's no scenario where I draft him. I might be wrong, sure, but I don't even think that he was good. Like he got numbers, but again, I think it's so much more volume. I don't know. He's not a special player. I, I maybe you know, I I don't <laughs> I don't think I'm wrong in that. I don't think that's where I'm wrong. I don't I think, either. You know, I'm hoping once again. I really am hoping we are incorrect because yeah. I do have to say this. We're saying he's not a special player. But he was able to finish in I'm, – I'm, I mean, he was the number yeah. three running back in, in fantasy. I mean, he was – I mean, it was pretty impressive what he was able to do. I don't want to take that away from him. On a bad team, which but doesn't I, usually happen. I 100% agree with you. I feel so bad agreeing yeah. with it. I'm just, I'm just not going to draft him. I'm not going to no, do it. No, I won't either. There's no scenario where yeah. I'm drafting James Robinson. Well, okay, here's a question, though. I, I, I thought of that a lot, like the – like uh, players you won't draft, right? Because we were coming up with uh, different things that we wanted yeah. to talk about. That was one of them. I did not put him on that list. And I had like five people on there yep. because I don't know if he's actually going to get overhyped. True. I'm wondering if people will completely forget about him. And in that case, that is different. Yeah. Yeah. And if they don't add another running back just, and then he, he dropped, yeah. you know, he plummets in the draft, then you might be getting, uh, you know, a nice deal on a running back that will still get quite a bit of carries. So I'm, I'm not saying never, but I, I mean, I'm really trying hard to be nice. <laughs> well, I'm saying, may, may, yeah, maybe best case scenario, he's Alfred Morris. Maybe that's yeah. – and Alfred Morris gave you a couple seasons, right, before he, you know, decided – before he – Alfred Morris was somehow still in the league this year, which is unreal to me. Um, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> Alfred Morris had – Alfred Morris actually is a good example. Um, I'm looking back at his numbers. His first year in the league, he ran the ball 335 times. He got all the work and ran for 1,600 yards that year. And then the next year he dropped down to 1,200 yards and then to 1,000 yards before he went to 750. So he got you three seasons of being an NFL running back, a decent NFL running back. So maybe James Robinson does that. But I think this will be his best season in the NFL. I'm just going to – I'll go with that. Jeez, Alfred Morris has been around. Four years with Washington, two years in Dallas, a year in San Francisco. He played a game with the Cardinals last year. I didn't know that. And he played with the Giants, though. Oh, crazy. Good for Alfred Dude, Morris. I'm, Still going. I'm not going to lie. I, I really like my Trent Richardson scenario <laughs> because I think that is pretty spot yeah. on. His, his rookie year, he uh, had 267 rushes for 950 yards and 11 touchdowns. Similar. Yeah, yeah. very similar. And then the very next year, he uh, only had 188 rushes. And then he dropped all the way down to 563 well, with three touchdowns. So and It's, it's going to be a completely different team, a different coach, a different quarterback, you know. Who knows what they're going to do? I just, I'm just probably not going to be drafting them. So, 
But uh, yeah. the, the one thing I do want to bring up just to add a little flavor into this conversation, because when I was really going through bust of the year, yeah, um, I was looking at anyone that would possibly kind of qualify for me that played the majority of the year. And also in my mind, I was like, okay, who was also ranked very high? Like you really have to think back. Um, and a name that came up that I think people would, I don't know if they would agree with me or not. And I was much lower than a lot of people, but Clyde Edwards, Alaire as a rookie yes. got yes. a ton of hype. So, yes. So that one I've noticed, okay. I've posted some lists and I've seen other people post lists about Clyde Edwards, Alaire. And he wasn't on my bust list when I posted like 10 guys and people all were saying Clyde Edwards, Alaire, he should be on this. He should be on this. And I'm like, well, no, not if you're, if you're <laughs> what we thought, he ended up as, you know, let's see here, through week 16. If we go back to like week 16, he ended up not playing the last bit there. Through week 16, he was the 18th running back. You had him, I think, ranked like 19th. Like, you know? So, I mean, I, like, no, he wasn't a bust in, in our minds because it's like, all right, this is where kind of where you expected. And once again, I, I'm, I'm saying that from a perspective of, I also thought, you know, McCaffrey, Saquon, those True. guys weren't going to get hurt, right? True. So, I mean, he could even be so lower it, than this. He's a little lower, but, yeah. but he also missed some games. So points per game, he's that, probably I mean, slightly hot. He's probably slightly higher if you win yeah. that route. But still, I think he was, I think, you know, he was well, okay. Like, I was going to say, even with that, though, he played 13 games, right? Yeah. I think the, it was just unrealistic to think that he was going to turn into Kareem Hunt on KC. I'm going, I'm going way back to my original point. I think I made in, in the beginning of the year, yep. but um, to, yeah, to think that he was going to be Kareem Hunt when they still had Alex Smith, like when, when you yep. had a very different offense in, in mind and that first game, I'll be honest, there was a moment where I was yeah. like, yeah. maybe I'm wrong. Uh, yeah. I remember that. Was it, that, it they it played Thursday really night? Quickly. I think they played Thursday night and we it were all looking at it like, Oh, we all screwed up and no, we did. We're fine. No. We were, we were perfectly fine, but no, I, I, people, people have been listing him as a bust. I just don't see it. I think he was probably about where, you know, the expectations were too high. It wasn't his fault. <laughs> you know, no, people just expected no. way too much for, you know, yeah. for, rookie coming into a team that's already established. Yep. Uh, the, the only other one I will say, because the final thing of 2020 to finally get mm-hmm. him off of my chest, but yeah, I don't know if he was necessarily a bust for, yeah, he should have been a bust for everyone. But for me, especially, I have to give one more passing comment to Devin Singletary and just oh, say, yeah. never again. Then again, I never thought that. But it wasn't even because Zach Moss did anything. That's No, the no, it had nothing thing. to do with And Moss. that's the crazy thing. It was just Josh Allen ran the ball and threw the ball. I mean, I yes. don't know. I, I think it's, Josh Allen could have been one of the biggest surprises as well. He could have been up there too, because even though we ranked him, I think I think we both ranked him as like number seven. We didn't expect yeah. that. I mean, no, if I mean anything, I think he finished the well through week sixteen once again because that's all I care about. I, I know that a lot of people go to seventeen, but I do not yeah. because people sit. Um, he was number two. He was the number two QB, yep. and I, I put him, you know, in the top ten. But still, number two, like he's remember, above Patrick Mahomes by four points. Uh, you know, and and. I mean, all of these guys, I'm, I was, I was blown away by him and even Kyler Murray finished in this list, in this ranking as number one. And I'm less blown away by that than I am Josh Allen being number two. Well, Kyler Murray's funny too. Cause I put Kyler Murray in some of my ranks and people were like saying, Oh wow, he should be way lower. He sucks. I'm 
Eh, yeah, the end of the year wasn't great, but I mean, I mean, it does happen. But I mean, the guy was yeah. he was excellent for a very long time. Well, and Josh Allen, I think I remember after like the first week, I was saying he was a terrible quarterback. <laughs> it was great. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was too. I was too. I, mean, I, he I, was, I remember that he, he was making bad decisions. Like, yeah, I, and he was he was running the ball a lot more, and, and then, he was fumbling it and doing stupid things. I'm like, oh, this isn't going to work. Maybe for fantasy, but real life, this isn't working. Yeah. No, he he turned it around. He figured it out. Yeah. By the end of the year, man, they were right to give him Stefan Diggs. By the way, I mean, oh, we were man. right about him as well. Which you know, being yep. like I, you know, obviously ranking him very. Talk very about high. other stuff we were right on Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you didn't give up. We were Aaron the podcast who didn't get rid, didn't give up on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, so. I mean, he finished number four, so I got a free top five quarterback for nothing. Yeah, that was. But, I mean, I didn't understand that one ever. I mean, yeah, and Justin Herbert could have been a great breakout player as well. Oh, true, true. That guy uh, coming that kid, in as a rookie didn't uh, under those either. circumstances, unbelievable. God, the Dolphins probably wish they had him right now instead of Tua. I mean. Oh man, I was really rooting for them to make the playoffs. I mean, they would have been the sacrificial lamb, but that would have been that would have been great. Who right. who are actually you know because we're not going to be talking for a yeah. little bit. Let's add it on the end. Who who do you have? Who do you like right now in the playoffs? And we're just talking about regular, just regular football for once. Yep. So I mean, I still I like the Chiefs yet. I still I still think the Chiefs are the team to beat in the AFC, and the, I mean the Bills have really been impressive recently. But I'm still going to – I think the Chiefs are the team to beat there for sure. NFC, I think it's just a toss-up, honestly. And, I mean, okay, in the NFC, if I went like – first, I can eliminate some teams, right? If there's seven teams in the playoffs, but Washington, Chicago, the Rams, and the Seahawks, I really don't believe in. I'll say that. I don't believe in those teams. Um, I guess it's to me it's the Packers, Saints, Bucks, Saints – with looks like it could be Drew Brees' final year, that'd be a good story. That you would know? be. I, it, for some reason, I I don't I can't get behind them. I, I don't think I don't necessarily think it's going to happen, but I think it, it seems really easy to just say it's the, go to the one seeds, Packers and Chiefs, but they are the they are the best right now. I they agree. really truly are. The, the I was going to say it's really the I think this is the year that the Packers could actually win it. I think Chiefs are beatable. I mean, they're they're yeah. definitely number one, right? I, I think if it, you're going to give it I to think, someone, it would be them, but. But the thing that I'm going to really love, and I like, if you're from Wisconsin, you'll hate hearing it because you, you'll know that I'm right. But if they do lose, all you will be able to think about is if you would have just gotten one more key player in the draft. <laughs> no, maybe like Justin Jefferson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A wide receiver, a defensive player, yeah. whatever it is, yeah. wherever it happens, there's going to be a moment if you lose that you're saying that that hole right. could have been plugged well, and we, we this is what we did to ourselves i say the other team is the bucks which i i don't really think they they're good enough i think they're i don't really see it maybe I, though it would shock me yeah that I, one would know, shock me i think they're the they're my, the my dark it's, horse it's packer like, saints bucks for me in there and then i'll say look afc even though i think the chiefs are the best i think they have the most opportunities to lose Dude, there's say, a lot of good teams you know, in this one. Like yeah. when when Baltimore is a five seed or whatever. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, this could get wild. I mean, right away, like I, I'm going to eliminate the Colts probably in the Browns. Browns don't even have their coach this week, so <laughs> the Browns and the Colts I probably eliminate. <laughs> but the Bills could beat them. The Ravens could beat them. The Titans could beat them. The Steelers, 
could beat them. I don't actually think the Steelers are an interesting. I think they're. Man, I don't they, think the Steelers are as good as the Ravens, Titans, and Bills. Honestly. Man, they fell apart. They yeah. were they were a different team in the first yeah. half of the season. And I, you know what? They're they're going to be a weird one because if they come to play, they can beat. They and, can, including the Chiefs. But. but they have not shown in the past few weeks that they are capable of playing yeah. the offense needed in order to do that. And when their offense fails, then it puts more strain on their D, which yep. is very good. But it's hard to be good when you're, you know, being put into bad positions. But yeah, in my mind, I, I kind of think Baltimore in my mind is kind of number two to KC. I don't know why. I feel like it's they're trending in the right direction. And Lamar's there. been playing a lot better. So. Yeah, and <laughs> you know what? I mean. We're, I, I don't want to say we're right about too much, but <laughs> him coming down the stretch was a very fun thing to watch, and right. I have a feeling it's going to continue. I don't know. I'm who, so you think uh, you're going one seeds? Still I going, I'm still going GFs. I think I think when I come down to it, I I think that's where I'd go. Yet your heart of hearts, though, who do you who you're going to be cheering for? That's weird. I don't feel like I have a big rooting interest right now. Um, let me think about this. It'd be cool to see the Browns do something. It give hope to like us Lions fans that hey, it, it is possible. It's a it's it is possible. You know, you can turn it all around. And yeah, do you, something. Could, you could go winless one. one it would year. be kind of like out of everybody, that'd be kind of cool. Actually, you know, it, I I don't, I don't like like Washington, but it'd always be funny to see like a, a seven and nine team who with Alex Smith that quarterback doing something. I would love to see Alex Smith get a playoff win. Yeah. If you just got one, it would be the bit. I mean, it really is such a wonderful comeback story. Yep. So if you were able to accomplish that, I'd feel yep. really good for him. I don't think there's any chance. I, I don't want the Bears to win a game. No, I hope they lose immediately. <laughs> I do not. I do not like the Bears. No, I can't. I still either. don't think they're good. I still don't think they're, they're not good. good. They're not good. They're it just angers me good. that they're in the playoffs. They're, they're not good. Those. They're not freaking good. If the Lions maybe had a coach that wasn't terrible in Matt Patricia, maybe the Lions could have got here. Well, like, I wouldn't go that far, but, but yeah, I mean, it, maybe, I don't know. We're bad too. We're really bad. Oh God. We're, we're some, worse than Chicago. Maybe some, maybe someday we'll get yeah. back to this playoff. But Seattle thing. could easily win, like win my affection back. I love watching. Seattle. Oh yeah. They've just been the guys. They just haven't been good. So yeah. I, I'm kind of like in the Rams too. The Rams just are like, ah, boring. I don't like the Rams. I don't know. Something I, about yeah. it anywhere. No, I, I would have loved to see them win the one, but for yeah, I'm, something I'm, happened to them, but I don't like I, them. Yeah. I had nothing. I'm, I have no rooting interest. They had me for that, that one run, but that was it. Yeah. But, yeah. Or I mean, a good story would be still would be the Bucks if Brady won one with the Bucks. I mean, oh, I mean, what does Belichick? What does already, Belichick do? They already call him the goat. I mean, I don't know what you do. Oh yeah, if he won with the Bucks, it's over. He's the greatest. Oh, can you player imagine of all time. too if he goes and um, Florida? He would he would already have fifteen statues of himself, like everywhere in Florida. Oh, and isn't the Super Bowl in Tampa this year? Let me pull this up. Oh my god, dude! They would lose their minds. Dude, Antonio that. Brown and oh, what a yeah! It's in Tampa. The Super Bowl is in Tampa. Older, older players getting yeah. like their goodbye. Yep, the championship Super, ring. Super Bowl's in Tampa. There we go. I want the Bucks to win it. Never. There we go. I want yeah, the Bucks. I, I'm, <laughs> I find that interesting. I would love it. I I do not think here's one. I would have no problem with Tennessee. Like I think that would be a feel good story. Um, but the one that would really like if you really want a Cinderella story, if the Colts did find a way to get it done through running and everything, Philip Rivers gets a ring, and that after Luck retires, yeah, like right. them, them really just it working out for him would be a very good feel good story. I, I would have a hard time rooting against them, 
I just, once again, don't think that they're in the same ballpark as some of these other guys, but you know, maybe they're 11 and five. Like every team we're talking yeah. about is very good. <laughs> except, except the bears. Yeah. Except, well, what are they? 500? They're just not, they're the bears. Yeah. 500. You shouldn't, you know, you, ugh. Yeah. So. Yuck. <laughs> but, <laughs> all right. Well, that'll do it uh, for us for a, a bit here. We'll, we'll come back um, end of February-ish. We might have some stuff on YouTube before that. So make sure you subscribe to us everywhere. YouTube.com slash fantasy football profit. Instagram.com slash fantasy football profit. We'll keep, we're going to keep some lists going on Instagram. So check that out. We'll, you know, try to get something out like every week, at least on Instagram, another, another top five list for 2021. So we'll still have some stuff coming out, but there's really not much to talk about for a couple months here. We don't need to <laughs> talk about nothing. So we'll be back before free agent time and we'll, we'll start talking about free agency and all that good stuff um, as we will then start gearing up for 2021 already. So just a, a quick little break and then we'll be back. But all right, that'll do it for today. Talk to you guys next time.